so sick of the sweet talk. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Tea Time with Lings. I'm your host, Lindsay Lucas Bartlett, and today's guest, I want you to welcome Greg Ibertson. Greg is originally from Sheffield, moved to Los Angeles a while ago. He is a stand-up improviser, comedic actor, musician. You can follow Greg on Instagram at Greg Ibertson. And please, please go follow him and subscribe to his YouTube channel because he is wonderful. All right, let's just get on with the show. And also, thank you, Poe the Passenger, for the intro music. Go follow Poe the Passenger as well on all the socials. They are blowing up. All right, without further ado, here's Greg. Okay, Greg, welcome to the show, Greg. You just finished improv class. Just which one? Tell me. I have. Uh, it was the Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, it's oh. fantastic. Fabulous. Who's your, who's your teacher? Uh, <laughs> we have. Love the fact you're like, uh, uh, who do we have? Exactly. Uh, I'll get back to you on that one. because Do you know what? Don't worry about it. We'll do it in post. We'll do it in post. You heard that should have been on the tip of your tongue. Uh, never mind. Did you have fun? Just really quick though. It's really, really supportive class. Um, it's, it's great. And there's like 16 of us that are always listening we're very active and we're all doing something related to either comedy or improv or or acting so people are really uh, engaged and focused on this so it is really it's quite special i loved ucb i really enjoyed my time there i think i was there for four years um okay so let's just dive right in so yesterday you did a show at flappers was it yesterday it was Mm -hmm. saturday uh saturday yeah okay i watched the clip that you sent me you're so funny your golem impression Oh my oh, thank god! You. I was howling. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so tell how long was your set? Because I know you only sent me like a five-minute clip. Like how long? Yeah, so it was uh, it was a five-minute set. It was the the uh, YooHoo Speakeasy uh, showcase, and the stand-up is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. I've done improv for around six, seven years in the UK and in uh, in the US, but. Um, stand-up was kind of, I felt like the next evolution and I wanted to to really give that a go. So mm-hmm. um, over the last few months, I've done open mics just to kind of hone and polish what that five minutes has become. And in that experience, it was, it's been fascinating and it's been extremely cathartic because what I talk about in the stand-up is dealing with, um, you know, disability. So I have um, mild cerebral palsy and dyslexia and um, and so people see that show and think that, oh, cool, that's that's what this guy is cool with. That that's only happened recently. Like for most of my life, I've struggled to really talk about it and to deal with it, even though it doesn't come across as very much. And that's where the idea of like coming out as a disabled came from, because it was oh, a means of okay. acknowledging the fact that you know, whereas. I built it up in my head as a really big deal, right? Like, oh, what are people going to think? And and so, and I exactly what happened in the show, where the, where the jokes come from, is all happened in real life. I, I told some people, and I was like, I just wanted to tell you that I'm I'm now comfortable in it, and I want to talk about it. And do you have any questions about it? And they've said, yeah, we we couldn't really tell. Like, it's cool, like, but whatever. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I'd sat on that for decades unnecessarily <laughs> well, see, it's so, so funny. you're so comfortable 
when you're talking about it in your stand-up because I've seen other parts of your stand-up as well not the just not the one from Sasha that you sent me I've seen other ones of yours and you seem so comfortable about talking about it that I you would never think that that was like a thing mm -hmm. you know that's it and I, I really am and I had people come up to me after the show uh just saying how they, they, they felt like they could they, they felt comfortable in laughing with me and I was like well that's great that's the whole point um, and I'm trying to like flip certain concepts and constructs on their head. I want people to have this conversation, you know, like if, if like you, if, if a child is in a supermarket, um, and they see someone in like a wheelchair and they, they, they point and go, Ooh, what's that? You know, I, I would hope that the, the parent would go, well, let's talk to the person or let's ask them rather than like shooing them away saying, no, no, don't, don't ask, right. Ask, talk, communicate. And that, that's, if we can do that then that really can kind of level the playing field and make it a non-issue. I mean, yeah. um, that's the way I kind of feel about it. Okay, so just circling back a little bit, because on your YouTube channel, I went and looked so much to the videos. So mm. you have a lot of musical videos as well. Yes, yes. Um, so I've been a singer-songwriter since I was a teenager. Because I feel um, like just, sorry, just really, didn't, don't mean to cut you off, but like I feel like some of your like the discipline this is why I'm like surprised that you were shy about telling people about your disability because you seem so comfortable with it and I feel like in some of your songs it's just so apparent and it feels like you're singing about it does it make sense maybe you weren't mm. but to me I'm just like oh he's just so like open about this and he's telling everybody you know what I mean that's how like I took some of the songs I'm just like oh he's so this just great so now I'm just like, oh, maybe that's not what you were. Uh... Maybe, maybe you've uh, maybe you've uncovered the secret. Maybe you've <laughs> uncovered the mystery. Uh, I, I think you, you you are right, but through the music, I think it was also a means of hiding through metaphor. Like people, I, I don't want to tell people what the music's about because you can interpret it whichever way you want. But there are certainly elements of that in there. The okay. the lyrics are. Um, emotionally driven as a means of finding resolution, finding um, just a, a means of being comfortable with with who you are. That's kind of the the narrative through um, through the albums that I've put out um, in in different forms, different styles of, of music. But the underlying narrative or theme that I always put across is um, self worth, self love, and being comfortable with who you are, but without yeah. mentioning specifics. But you're absolutely right to interpret it that way. So you've you've discovered me, Lindsay. That's oh, it. The cat's out of the bag. Go. There you go. Well, uh, shit. <laughs> um, so next yeah. question, because you've got such a great voice. Your music videos are really fun. And I know that you have done musical improv because we spoke about that when we first met. Um, are you going to yeah. do some musical improv videos? Like, are you going to make some comedy songs oh. and record those? So I've actually, I've actually been uh, been working on some parodies just just for fun. Fucking um, hell! Right, I, I, actually, I know you inside out. Know you inside out. Right, <laughs> uh, and in some people I've met here in LA, I actually want to to get a group of us together to do improv, but I want to focus it on music. Uh, in the UK, one of the things that I would finish a show with is. Uh, a very good friend of mine, Tom, would, would play guitar. A melody worked out, you know, before the show, but we'd have no idea what the lyrics are. And it was quite uncommon, at least in Sheffield, where I'm originally from, 
to have improv, let alone improv that had a musical twist at the end. And that was always one of my favorite things. So we devise a structure. So we, we'd get suggestions of the audience, whatever it might be. It could be like, I don't know, a washing machine mongoose. And they would be like, okay, how am I supposed to? But something would happen. And the, the structure was whatever the chorus was, whatever I'd made up at that point, the rest of the improvisers would repeat the chorus the second and third time round, whatever the title was. So the mm -hmm. challenge was then to remember what I'd just made up as the chorus, but it went down really well. And it didn't really matter what the song was about because the, the audience would found their comedy and their struggle like, oh, these guys are going to struggle with this because it's difficult. And that's where the, the, the humor comes from. That's why I, I like improv. It doesn't have to be serious in its content, but I take yeah. improv and comedy very seriously in order to get that play to come across. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I want to do uh, more of that and I plan to do more of that. And I will post all the things on the Instagram when uh, when that's matured and ready yeah, to go. Yeah, let me know. Um, you should definitely do the UCB uh, musical improv course because I did yes. it before it was at UCB and it was honestly like my favorite thing I've ever done. It was so fun. Yes. Um, yeah, so, and you'll meet Tara and you'll meet Erin. So there you go. Good times. Okay, so let's talk, because you have been in LA. We are currently in a thunderstorm, so I don't know if your internet feed is going in and out, but it's going in and about, <laughs> it's a little bit patchy because we're in a thunderstorm right now. Hilarious. Um, but you've been in LA for a year. Right, um, coming up to um, about 18 months now, yeah. Um, okay, so what, where, what, what spot were you in when you were in Sheffield or wherever you were living? Were you in Sheffield at the time or were you living in London? I was, yes. Okay. So what what was the thing that you were just like, you know what? I need to go to LA. Like what what magic happened in your head? <laughs> so I've got to fucking do this. Tell me. Tell me tell me everything, Greg. You know, I think that the pandemic was the final um kind of icing on the cake, but there there had been something brewing in me for a long time that I knew that I wanted to pursue more of these creative endeavors um, and I wasn't getting what I needed from where I was. And, you know, full respect to the city I grew up in, it's, it's home, it'll always be home. But LA, I knew had opportunities, but I never saw myself as a city person. I'm, I would arguably say I'm not, which might seem uh, hypocritical given I'm in one of the biggest metropolises on the planet. Uh, and I got an opportunity to to visit LA on vacation back in 2017. And the moment I got off the plane, I felt something. I felt this pull that that still to this day is here. I knew at that point that I had to go to LA somehow. And um, you know, working through the logistics of it, and uh, I was able to uh, to come here in 2021. And I, I really haven't looked back. I mean, I came here on my own. I've made a lot of sacrifices to do so, mm -hmm. but I knew it would mean something. And I know there's a, a whole plethora of opportunities in, in, in London as well, but I couldn't see myself in London. Yeah. London's a beautiful, fantastic city, but I just, I wanted, I wanted the sunshine. I, I really struggle with, um, with the weather and when it gets dark. It used to be like for years, this is going to sound really ridiculous. I used to circle in my calendar on my wall um, the 1st of May. Because that was in my head when the sun would be at a more optimum level of happiness. <laughs> and I, I got to the point where I, I just couldn't do it. And it was driving me mad. And my friends would say, hey, Greg, you know, we don't have bad weather. You just have wrong clothes choosing, uh, options. I was like, well, 
I've got this amazing coat. It's really warm, but I'm not happy. Yeah. So it's, LA, it's, LA had this. Yeah. Oh. I know exactly what you mean. It's a seasonal defective disorder. That's it. Sad. Yeah. 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 It's definitely because, uh, sad with the Yeah. Before I moved to LA, my friends all were just like, you know, that's what you have, right, Lindsay? And I was just like, mm, I do. And then I looked, I realized that's what I had. So, and uh, that's why I like thunderstorms here. Because I know it's only going to last like X amount of days or weeks and then it's done. And then it's like sunshine. Right. <laughs> so, well, I mean, even even like two two days ago, I was, uh, I'd gone to the beach because the sun came out and it, yeah. you know, jumped back up to like 20 degrees, which is like, oh, thank goodness. Um, so but I'm grateful for that. And I, in one of your other podcasts, I think with um, Rebecca um, Ferdinando, you made a point about um, just keep going and LA is amazing, but it is hard. And it is hard when you're on your own because yeah. you have to be your own self motivator. It's, yeah. And so I, you, you've got to, it's taken me a long time to get that kind of first step on the ladder in, in terms of opportunities and meeting people. And I met some fantastic people all very recently. Um, yeah. And I'm very grateful. Some, some great comedians um, that I've met uh, and I'm planning to do a number of um, special shows um, with a bunch of people that have kind of interweaving narratives. So that's kind of in the works at the moment. But as soon as I have some things ready, I will put it on the on the Instagram. But it, it's it's all taken off very quickly. Um, I think this this is the thing as well that people don't tell you is like when you first move to LA or or anywhere. This isn't just LA. This is anywhere. It takes hmm. you at least six months to a year to set up. And for the first six months, I didn't tell people that I was here because I it just it literally took me so long to set, get my feet on the ground and just like figure out what I was doing. And then it took me a year to start classes and because it's hard as well. And you're moving to a new country and you're halfway across the world mm -hmm. with your friends and family. And especially when you are on your own, it's like yeah. it's it is tough. But then like that's the thing when things start turning, they snowball pretty quickly. That's what I found. Right. Uh, and I've found that what's been a motivator for me is that all the sacrifices that you made in, in you know, leaving people and, and leaving things behind, if you don't do something, if you don't at least try, then that sacrifice is, is wasted. Yeah. Uh, and that to me, holding on to that and thinking, well, I haven't sacrificed my seeing my best friends and, you know, my, my parents and sister. For me, just to sit around all day and just go to the beach all the time, right? I'm here for for to to live a life of fullness that's across the spectrum of all the different things that I want to discover. All of which are here in Los Angeles, so I'm very grateful for for the opportunity to be here. I know I'm very lucky, but I don't take any of that lightly, and so yeah. that's what gives me the motivation. And then the sunshine helps, right? Because I <laughs> I was always productive in England. In August, like when the sun was the hottest, I'd want to do things. I'd, I'd organize shows. I'd get people together. I'd write songs. I'd write loads of songs. I'd go to the studio one day. Uh, every day I was doing something. And then it would just kind of die off as the winter came in. But here yeah. it's permanent summer. And while my body clock has adjusted, my seasonal clock is it broke. Like it's just stuck on summer. But to me, that's my optimal way. <laughs> yeah. We should write some stuff together. We should do something. I would love to. I would that'd love be to. So, that'd be so fun. So you play guitar. Do you play piano? 
I, I used to play drums, uh, oh. and I, my friend of mine, Alex, he plays uh, plays guitar and and piano. So uh, we work we work really well together. And uh, it's something I actually was thinking about tea the other day because I know like the the logo of your your podcast is you know uh, tea time with uh, with Linz. And yeah. speaking of that, I'm just going to crack a Lacroix. It's not tea. Right, I'm there disappointed. I'm disappointed. Go. I did specifically say put the kettle on. I, I know, uh, but okay. Just that they put ice in in everything. <sighs> they do. I, I know it's a thing. Yeah. But like, you can't put ice in Earl Grey. Look at the like the energy that's wasted to boil the water and then to freeze it. I'm just <laughs> like, what is what is going on there? What's um, going on? I'm grateful that I've been able to find places to get Earl Grey. At first, it was difficult because they'd offer all these different kind of coffees. I'm like, can I just get a cup of tea? Can I, uh, cup of, just regular milk, tea, hot, have you found, where, have, where have you found? Uh, coffee bean and tea leaf. There's oh. really nice Earl Grey. Oh, so, okay. quite fortunate there. <laughs> I mean, I love that place. So, But I always get the matcha. Matcha. Uh, okay, you've been in LA long enough that you've started to lose that that um you know what i was a never black tea girl i always liked the green tea interesting yeah always it's so funny because my brother and sister and my dad were always into black tea my mom was into coffee i was always into green tea well it's very healthy lowering caffeine yeah yeah well there you go there you go so just uh sliding back over to the creative side so Mm. what you've got your comedy you've got your improv you've got your stand-up what other things are you like pursuing while you're out here? Like, how long is your visa? Are you planning on staying? What's tell me yes, everything, my, Greg? My, That's like ten questions. My, my, my plan is to uh, to stay here as as long as it's possible. I have every intention to uh, to stay. Uh, I just want to keep on honing and developing all the things that you've said, but to to be more collaborative as well. You know, mm-hmm. naturally in the beginning, I wrote everything in isolation. Yeah. Um, because I didn't know anyone at first, but it would be wonderful to to collaborate with with yourself and and other people. I'd also want to go into more comedy acting. So I've had some some ideas of uh, of, of doing a show where it's kind of interspersed with with clips or skits with the other comedians that are performing that in some way kind of ties us together. So I've got some ideas that I'm I'm working on, and I'm in a very early uh, stages of, of putting that together, but I am always open to collaborate with other people because there's there's something there's something about sharing, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm an outsider, but I'm I'm okay with sharing and I'm okay with um, figuring things out. Whereas I know there's maybe a temptation here that you you hold on to something and in case someone steals it, and I I, I get that as well. But I think in comedy sharing is important like it's a very small community mm-hmm. um certainly amongst the stand-ups and i see a lot of familiar faces and it's really wonderful because we now know each other's kind of angle yeah and so when we're, when they're in the crowd we can riff off each other because we know we're gonna we're gonna supportively critique the other uh, and it's a really beautiful thing to witness yeah yeah it's, it's so funny i was talking to somebody who's actually in england right now she's coming over to la in June time, possibly to do the fringe, we'll see. Um, but we mm. were talking the other day about how people get very secretive and are very unsharing. Which you know what, each to their own. But that, that, that's not that's not how I roll either. Oh. I love to include people 
I want to work with everybody. I'm like, I've even contacted people um, when they've asked me for advice on stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'll come and like hold a lamp shade or like a lamp when you're like <laughs> going to film. I don't need to be in it or anything, but I just love helping. And but people just get really weird. And I think it's just from so many years of like not being included that I'm just like, I just want to be included and I want everyone else to be included. Um, right. But, People just get so weird and like whatever, and I'm like, fuck it, whatever. If that's the way you're gonna be, that's the way you're gonna be. So, <laughs> I mean, you can't change people. Do you know what I mean? So you've just got to be your authentic right. self. And it's and about you... respecting. You know, you have to be your authentic self. And I think what I've learned in speaking to these um, other comedians is that it's it can be fairly easy to pick on a pop culture reference or a, a certain celebrity, especially when something. Uh, has happened but what what adds to longevity of material is if you make it a story about yourself yeah and um you can intertwine that with with references if you wanted to nothing nothing to stop you but the comedians i've seen and because of the amount of shows that i've been to to support other people and the, the amount of mics that i've done in such a short space of time i have seen so many different comedians and consistently what i see the ones that i enjoy and the ones that seem to get the most laughs are the ones that share a vulnerability about themselves yeah. at the beginning to set up a premise. And that isn't to label you like, oh, if you're from this location or you have this ailment that defines you as a comedian, it, that isn't the point. You you mention it at the beginning and then you move on and talk about whatever else. But through that lens that only you own, you can offer a, a perspective. And then if you can get the right juxtaposition, out comes the, the comedy. So that's mm -hmm. something I've been, I've been working on, especially that you've seen with that the set of flappers it's very uh candid it's very honest and i literally rip on myself the whole time it's but as so a means funny. to it's so honestly honestly like when there was a point it's, it's the part where you're talking about dating i right. was wetting myself because it's so okay. it's just like well, <laughs> and then the bit where you're talking about um that you have to be on the right side or if you're on the right side you have to be held. right that I right. was like, and if if not, you're just going to be going in circles. But you'll get back there eventually. I was exactly howling, and I want to see more of that, like just in general, because it's just I feel like when you are vulnerable and you are so candid, it just everybody like warms to you because it's just you're being so open and honest about something you know that's not particularly right. you know fun. Um, but people really take to that. Oh, I, I I appreciate that you you find it funny, and for those that have not seen it, just for some context, the the, the truth of the matter is, you know, my with the cerebral palsy, my right leg is like one centimeter shorter than the other. So the the joke that I make is that if we're on a date and we're not holding hands, I'll drift, I'll drift <laughs> to the right, I'll, I'll end up in traffic, and then LA traffic is like it's oh, it's a one way ticket. So, um, but yeah, I just kind of. Being different, I was bullied all through school, through my childhood, and uh, I otherwise had a, a really awesome uh, child, and I'm fortunate to have a very loving family, but school was just horrendous, and the bullies were merciless. And even when school finished, the damage was done, you know, in that yeah. very early developmental age of, of children, that like the seeds of what they had done had stayed in my head. And yeah. it wasn't until my mid-20s that I'd really decided to had, I'd had enough of hiding away, right? Again, at, hence the name of the show being coming out. So yeah. I've, I've hidden all my life, all in my twenties. And then I decided, you know what, what is the opposite thing of hiding away? I'll do some acting classes. I'll do improv. 
and I just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and so, you know, that was 10 years ago. And here I am sharing my story with people that hopefully younger than me can can watch. And if they're feeling similar or there's something they can relate to, that they get out of their shell uh, as soon as they can. You know, the, the earlier the better and don't hold yeah. back. LA is not the city to hold back. It's the city to to grow and to dive in and go, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but let's go for yeah, it. Just go for it. Um, it's so funny because I feel like we have so many parallels because obviously you saw in my show that I'm dyslexic and that I got bullied and that whole thing, the bullying, it really does get into your head mm-hmm. and it, it stays there. I feel like it, I only really shed that whole thing probably in my like mid 20s, like late 20s. And I was like, fuck it. Like, right. They're not here yeah. anymore. The voices are just now me no. creating the voices and I'm just like, ugh. So, but yeah. I think, I think it's become like, you, you, they become like they become like default neural pathways in ways of thinking. So like mm-hmm. self-doubt is quite common for people that have experienced this and, and self-esteem and, and, and um, self-image. And it takes a hell of a lot of work to get out of that. And I feel like I've stumbled upon something with the comedy that I could use as a vessel. I want to make people laugh, but I also want them to leave a show at least learning and feeling something else, something more yeah. than just a throwaway line or, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we we can talk to people that are different and they will be able, they will talk back and tell us. Yeah. Or, and just the importance of believing in yourself. And there's so much out there about, you know, find your true self, believe in yourself. But it's not easy to, to do that, especially if all you've known is that if I be myself, I get berated and put down. Yeah. So what's the point? Yeah. Um, it just takes a certain moment crack you've got to break down hard it's got to be horrible to then pick yourself up to push and I, I think it had, had I not had a hard time at school I don't think I'd be doing this now I think life would be very linear and probably quite mundane by comparison so in many ways I thank all those people that caused me chaos in my uh, developmental years because it's it's like enabled me to push higher than yeah. I ever thought capable and I'm not I'm love not stopping that. anytime soon love it love it yeah <laughs> well it's just a massive big fat middle finger to them really isn't it so you've won right right it is you've won exactly and you know they probably forgot who I am so it's it's not about oh they won't forget know, when well when, <laughs> when they see your face in the paper they'll be like it's Greg and they're gonna start like dming you <laughs> And then you can be like, mm, right? Mm, yeah, too late now. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you get Can you get us some free tickets? Uh, no. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, don't think so. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to plug or talk about <laughs> that I have not mentioned? Uh, you have mentioned uh, all of the things. All of the uh, things. But what I would like to say is. Um, I'm going to be filming a new music video uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, it will be. Are you going to do it by the beach? Sometime in March when the weather. You know what? No, I thought <laughs> oh. that's too cliche. Right? I'm going to go. I'm going to go urban, right? I'm going to dress full British and then pretend that you know, I, I hang out in these uh, urban alleys with with the people and the things. Um, so we'll things. see how that goes. Love it. But I, I'm bringing out a new. Um, a new album uh, in a couple of months. So again, it, the details will go on uh, Instagram, but it will likely be around May time. Well, so when I'm that happens, I'll just retweet it. Uh, re- 
mess it, re, what is it? Re, re, re Instagram it. What yeah. Do you do? Yeah. What is it? Repost. Repost. That's it. Top. Repost. That's it. That's, that's the thing. Oh my God. There's so many terms. So like, um, and with, but I'm, I'm really pushing with the, the stand up. So I'll have a whole host of, sh- of shows coming up very soon. And the details, once I've clarified the dates, will also be online. So um, if anyone's interested in finding out more, um, it would be great if you follow me on Instagram. That's my main place. So that's at Greg Ibbotson. That's G R E double G, because I'm the triple threat. G R E double G I double B O T S O N. So that's at Greg Ibbotson. And I'll put all this stuff in the in the Thank you. written description as well. Right. Um, and what what's what about you, Linz? Like what's what's on your theatrical agenda? Because I'm excited to come and see you again. Um so basic Saturday I'm filming a music video for London Lady. Oh. So that is gonna be projected in the show. So I'm not gonna be in it. It's gonna have like some of my friends and they are going to be my backup dancers essentially so that's what's happening Saturday nice. and then I also have another song I just I have another song that I've almost finished writing that's going to be in the section if you haven't seen my show this isn't gonna make sense but it's the part right before the yoga scene so it's like all about moving mm, to okay. LA it's all about like LA life right uh, all of that good stuff. And it's like a fun, cheery song. So yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be doing Hollywood Fringe awesome. again. So last year, Hollywood Fringe for me was a workshop. Fantastic. And this year, it's going to be an actual like developed show. I feel like you saw two thirds of the show. Because when Hollywood Fringe comes around, that's going to be like the full-on fled show. Because there'll be one more song. There'll be the rejection of the music video. And then I feel like I will be complete with the show. And I'll just keep doing the show as much as I can, but with no right. more like tweaking. So, you know, well, when I saw the show, in, in my, through my eyes, it felt like a complete, um, you know, it was the whole corpus of what, what Lindsay was. So I'm excited to see this yeah. further developed iteration. Yeah, I really wanted to do the music video for that, that show. But it just was so soon after Christmas. Right. And it was just like people were still out of town. Mm. And then the other song didn't, I didn't even think I was going to do another song until somebody said something. And I just got the whole song in my head. And I was just like, oh. Right. So I just got a download and I was like, okay, I need to do this. And this is where it's going to go. After that, I think it's, I think that's it. And then I just want to take the show as many places as I can take it. Anyway. Awesome. And I, okay. I'm glad you're doing um, a positive song because one, one thing I'll share about LA, which was surprising, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm glad that I was wrong, is that I have had nothing but a good experience in, in any place that I've been, in all the people that I've met, oh. and at least in the creative circles yeah. that I've moved in. Yeah. I assumed that from what I thought about or through television that everybody is you know standoffish and um, whatever, but at least in the creative realm, I, I'm... I haven't witnessed that and I'm so blown away and it is such a beautiful place. It doesn't feel like a metropolis. I don't feel overwhelmed and it's so weird for me because I'm from a little village, uh, you know, growing up um, on the edge of Sheffield really. And so it's not, it doesn't, I still feel, I still feel like I'm in a small place. It's really weird. Um, So, yeah. And 
if you wanted to edit this in, I remembered the, the name of the, um, so I'm doing uh, the Albright Citizens Brigade and the teacher is Ari. Oh, so, oh, I know yes. him. He's married to Petsy. He's phenomenal. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. He often uh, references that. Uh, yeah. So it's, um, it's super cool. Betsy was my coach at one point. <laughs> I like Betsy a lot. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Greg, for coming on. I'm going to do... Thank you. Thank you, Linz, for having me. I'm so sick of the sweet sock.